0: For the love of goats, we are talking about everything goat. Whether you're a goat owner, a breeder, or just a fan of these wonderful creatures, we've got you covered. And now, here's Deborah Neiman.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. This is going to be really informative for all of you who have goats that are registered with the American Dairy Goat Association, because we are joined today by Gene Dershowitz, who is the developer of the Adga Genetics software, and he's also the owner of Misty's French Alpine Dairy Goats. Welcome to the show today, Gene.
0: Thank you, Deborah. Glad to be here.
1: I'm so excited to have you here because, uh, for better or for worse, I have not really used Adga Genetics a whole lot because I have a closed herd and I buy a buck about every five years. Um, other than that, I've been working with the same genetics since 2002, and so I haven't really, I know a lot of people go to Adga Genetics when they are shopping for goats to, to get a lot of genetic information, and since I, I don't go goat shopping much anymore, I haven't been there, and maybe that's a mistake, I'm going to find out today. I have a feeling I might be visiting that site more after our, our chat. Um, so can you tell us um, basically what is Adga Genetics?
0: Uh Adga Genetics is a database and an application that sits on top of that, that allows people to combine uh, registry, pedigree information with uh, dairy goat production and type evaluations that come out of, it used to be USDA, and now it's CDCB, Council uh, for Dairy Cattle Breeding. So. There haven't been any good tools for combining that information and putting it in a useful format. And uh, my idea was to combine that and make it a tool that people can use to make good breeding decisions for their goats.
1: Okay. One of the things that I have heard people um, talk about doing is creating pedigrees. And I, I put pedigrees in air quotes, which people can't see of potential breedings like I you know what happens if I breed the stow to this buck um is is that one of the applications and and why exactly would somebody do that instead of just like looking at the two pedigrees and going oh that's th- these are the goats and the two pedigrees that I'm gonna cross
0: uh, the planned pedigree function is one of the more useful parts of agogenetics. people use that quite a bit to do what ifs uh on breedings uh what it does is it'll show the planned pedigree you know which animals are in it and then also display uh, evaluation information on those and uh, how that possible combination might be better than another one
1: okay um and then does it also pull in all the information from uh, the performance programs
0: um you can get to that, but it's mostly a combination of the plan pedigree and evaluation information, as well as the coefficient of inbreeding, which is fairly important. You know, everybody has their own way of deciding how much inbreeding is okay. Uh, this will do the calculation on the plan breeding and allow them to be in their comfort zone if they're actually going to do that breeding.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because um, that number is a percentage. And um, I think it might be kind of confusing to people. I know when I first heard about it, I thought, well, if you're breeding a father to a daughter, shouldn't that percentage be like 75% Um, because 75% of the genes are going to come from that one buck that's being bred to his daughter, but that's not the number that you would see with that particular breeding. Can you explain what that percentage is and what it means?
0: What the coefficient of inbreeding shows is um, common animals in the top and the bottom of the pedigree, on the sire side and the dam side. So the, the closer they are, the actual animal the higher percentage you're you're going to have the further back you get the contribution uh in that coefficient of inbreeding is going to be halved by each generation so the biggest effect is going to be you know breeding like a a father to a daughter or a dam to a sire um, those you'll have very high percentages, but it'll never get to a hundred percent. Because a hundred percent is the animal bred to itself, which you can't do.
1: Right. So I know like I said, a father-daughter is not to me, before I saw these, I thought, oh, that's 75%, but it's not. So what is the cause you said very high? What is what would the highest number be that you would see?
0: Uh you can go over 50%, but you know, basic. Close breeding will be fifty percent. If you have other animals in there that are common, uh, it may push it over. But I don't know that people really want to do that kind of a breeding. Um, it can create problems.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, other than the plant pedigrees, what are some other reasons people might use ag genetics?
0: Well, just from looking at the web statistics, I think the biggest uh usage is actually doing pedigree searches people researching their animals family history um, a lot of people will also link to those pages from their their websites and sales pages uh, so i think you know for better or worse most people use it as just a pedigree search engine uh, i Have tried to get people to dig a little deeper. The genetic information with the evaluations is a real powerful tool for, uh, making uh, breedings that really make sense based on the data. And, uh, there are tools in there that allow you to go through production evaluations to find out what potential sires might um, increased milk production or protein or butter fat. Uh, on the type side, you can look at the linear traits. If you're trying to do um, improvement, let's say, on rump width or foreudder attachment or rearudder height, you can look at bucks that might um, work for increasing those uh, traits and improving those traits. So those are real important parts. Uh, It's really why I created the application was to use that information, uh, not just make a fancy pedigree viewer.
1: Okay. So if somebody wanted to do that, like say somebody did want to increase the milk production in their herd, you know, bring in a a better buck, how would they go about doing that? Would they they need to, like, just look up each individual buck that they had heard about or would they would they be able to search on there for like bucks with a certain trait and, and get a whole list of those? Or how does that work?
0: So as far as production goes, there's a production tab in ecogenetics. And there's various ways of um, bringing back lists of potential sires. And by sorting the columns, let's say you want to find the bucks that are the best for increasing uh, milk production. You can sort them so the ones that have the highest improvement would be at the top, and you could go through those. And I'm going on the assumption you've already subset it by the breed you're interested in. You can do that. You can look at registered purebreds, Americans, recorded grades, uh, subset that way, and you know it's it's pretty easy to get a nice ordered list. Of bucks you might want to look at for making that kind of improvement. Okay. And another thing, you know, I, I'm talking primarily about sires and their effect on improvement. A lot of people want to look at does as well. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, the sires have a lot more potential progeny than a single doe does. And, and that's where the most effect is going to be. So I kind of concentrate on looking for sires to make improvements.
1: So a lot of times people aren't necessarily looking for a buck that's in genetics already to buy. They're going to have to buy a kid. So um, they might then want to look at does and bucks. To, and is there a way like would they do those separately? Like what what does on a farm have the best milking numbers and then what bucks have does with the highest milking numbers or are the buck numbers actually do they have to do with the buck's ability to have better daughters
0: the the evaluations for sires are based on daughter averages so like a sire themselves does not milk but their female progeny do so the production evaluations are all based on uh, daughter evaluations so that that's what we're looking at and some of the numbers that you get on the evaluation are uh, how many daughters have been evaluated how many lactations they've had uh, how many herds these daughters are in and all those things go together to create a record for that sire that has a certain reliability as far as what those numbers mean.
1: Wow, that is fascinating. I'm just thinking about, you know, back in the day before Genetics, you know, you would look at pedigrees on people's websites and look for bucks that had a plus S. But unfortunately some of those, like by the time they had a plus S or plus plus S, they were already dead because it takes time for their daughters to get those milk stars and stuff. Um, So it sounds like with this, you might be able to identify some of those better sires a little earlier in life.
0: Uh, Potentially, uh, ADGA has a program to identify um, potential sires, you know, based on their evaluations. And I'm not exactly sure how well it works. I don't really look at that information. I use the evaluations directly from the source, from CDCB.
1: Oh, that is really good to know. Can you describe uh, that source a little bit more and like where their information comes from?
0: So as far as production goes, a herd is on test. They take their samples to a lab to get them analyzed uh, for their monthly test. Those results go to a dairy records processing center, and there's a number of them around the country. They kind of correlate those results, and then send them along to CDCB, where CDCB is kind of the uh, clearinghouse for all production records uh, for dairy goats and dairy cattle in this country. So they get all that data, and they do the evaluations from that central location on those records that were supplied.
1: Okay, that is So good to know. And is there anything else in Genetics that you feel like is underutilized?
0: The evaluation tools, uh, accessed from the menu options, production and type aren't used all that much. And I think there are a lot of features in there that would help people make improvements in areas that they're interested in for production, uh, milk production and uh, components, protein and butter fat and for type uh you can search for sires that will improve certain aspects of type based on the linear traits that is very useful if you need help let's say with uh teeth placement or uh rear udder height or or fore foreudder there are a number of things that production and type go hand in hand together and uh, you know you can't just look at a high producing cross and not have the type of animal that will support that for a long useful lifetime so you know those things need to be done together also there's a, a feature in there where you can create an account and uh, save pedigrees and plan pedigrees uh, and group your animals so you can access them a lot easier than having to go through a pedigree search every time you want to find them. So quite a few people use that feature now, but uh, a lot of people don't really either know where it is or know how to create an account or don't want to create an account. Uh, It's very private. I never share any of that information, um, and that's – free to use for however you want.
1: Okay. When you talk about type and evaluation stuff, are you referring to linear appraisal scores?
0: So the linear appraisal scores, the type traits and the final score get fed to CDCB and they use those to uh, calculate the type evaluations at the end of uh, each year. So you know, that's the information that's fed into CDCB to make those evaluations happen.
1: Okay. And when you said that it's free to use, um, is that just for ADGA members? Or if somebody is thinking of getting goats and they're not a member yet, could they go in there and use it to look to go goat shopping?
0: Sure. Uh, you know, it's totally open, totally public. Uh, that was one of the stipulations when I entered into the agreement with ADGA for registry information uh, that it, there would never be any charges for it and it would be open.
1: Okay. And then is it, um, so is ADGA genetics part of ADGA or is, is it still your baby that you're still taking care of it?
0: It's separate. Uh, The dairy goat association and I have a co-op agreement for data sharing. You know, they're supposed to be providing the information, and I display that information in a useful format.
1: And is there anything else that people should know about genetics?
0: I think it can be, you know, genetics and evaluations can be pretty daunting and, you know, hard to understand at first. Uh, I would suggest uh, using the links on the home page on the lower left-hand side uh, there's a number of presentations I've put together that uh, go through all the aspects of the application and hopefully will shed some light on how it works and what it means.
1: And the homepage is Um Sorry, we didn't mention that sooner. And if people have questions, I know you also have a Facebook group where um, the name of the Facebook group is AdGogenetics also, right?
0: Yes cat. Okay. Yeah, I, I do uh, notifications when new data is loaded. Uh, if there's any system problems, uh, I'll notify through there. It's also a great social media forum for asking questions. There are a lot of uh, knowledgeable application users out there that can answer questions. And usually, the questions that come up have been answered before. So, uh you can search through the group archives and find a lot of good information there. There is a link at the bottom of each page uh, for feedback and that will come directly to my email. So you know if there's questions that way, um you know you're welcome to email me. Uh also I will respond to um instant messenger messages from from users as well.
1: Okay. And that's it's, um, you said at the bottom of every page, you mean on Adga Genetics?
0: Yes, in the small print. Gotcha.
1: Well, this has been really informative and helpful. And um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be heading over to AdgaGenetics.org now to start playing with it. Um, I know I'm a lot more excited about it now um, to see what kind of information I can find about uh, some of my goats. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: And that's it for today's show. If you haven't already done so, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes. To see show notes, you can always visit fortheloveofgoats.com and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovegoatspodcast. See you again next time. Bye for now.